by the stubbies. <laughs> From then on, it was, it was all on, all right? We sort of party pretty hard after that. Beer. Beer gas up, beer gas up, beer gas up, beer gas up. to What's New in the Castle, the self-proclaimed greatest listen in the Hunter and along the coast. It's the podcast for your ears to hurt and your faces to cringe. And welcome back for another season of What's New in the Castle. Of course, I'm your host, Newcastle's favourite, self-proclaimed favourite, Mr. Dan Nielsen. This season's going to be a little bit different. Last year, thank you for everyone who listened. We had some great uh, talent and famous people on board, so that was lots of fun couple of individual podcasts from myself, which uh, reviewed pretty poorly by the fans out there. So I'll try and um, try my best not to talk by myself. And that's why in the second season, season deuce, I've got myself a special guest. He's one of my good mates, Campbell Scott. How are you, mate? I'm well, thanks, mate. And happy to be here. Happy to be here. You're making your debut as, I'm going to call you the caddy from now on because you're going to be my co-host. And usually when you have a co-host, you got to have that person who's in charge. You know, like Hamish and Andy. You got, I don't, well, actually, I don't know. You had Hamish and Andy. Who takes charge there? Oh, I'm not too sure, to be honest, but I'm um, happy to be carrying the clubs. Happy to be the caddy, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. So uh, throughout the podcast, I'll be uh, giving you the hand over the correct club, and I'm putting a lot of pressure on you on for that because season one, you could imagine how uh, the thousands of people in Newcastle who listen to the self-proclaimed greatest podcast in the Hunter and along the coast. Were you one of those fans who listened? I was, mate. I listened to... Probably 70% of the episodes, and then I actually listened to the one uh, you did with, was it Fun, Fresh and Footy podcast? Oh, I did that, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Ash and Peter, Fun, Fresh and Footy, two girls from Newcastle who have copied my idea. Of, no, I'm joking, girls. No, they run a good podcast, and I was a lucky guest on that. So how do you think that one went? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was a good insight into what they're all about. And um, they, they play for the Greens, don't they? They do. A couple of them play for the Greens, and uh, Peter plays in the... Wildfires, rep side and stuff. So, no, they're going really well. Um, I wish the best for all of them. But I think they're the motivation why I've decided to come back. And I need to, yeah, like I said, grab a caddy and uh, start a new season. So, for the fans out there listening, Campbell, a uh, little about yourself. How did we meet, et cetera, anyway? Um, we met through South Newcastle Rugby League Club. The beautiful Red V, the Lions. That's it, mate. I joined up there in, was it 2018? 2018, yeah. After I'm born and bred in Bathurst, and then I moved up to Newcastle in 2016. Just like the 70 percent of the other Newcastle population, either from Bathurst or Dubbo, or that's it, mate. But I, I uh, would like to consider myself as a bit of a pioneer. I was moved to Newcastle before it was cool, I think. You, you moved. Well, Newcastle's well, always been cool, mate. With, uh... Yeah, that's right. But uh, before everyone in Bathurst discovered it. Yeah, right. That's that's fair enough. And. Uh, you got a lot of your family up here. I forgot to mention, only last week, mate, yeah, I'm going to put some sound effects, round of applause. Campbell Scott's become a dad for the first time. Congratulations, mate. How good is that? First, first, first kid born last week? Yeah, she was born, um, her name's Elodie May, and she was born 
at 9.21 on the 21st of the 7th, 2021. So, very... Yeah, any other... Say, born on the same day as anyone famous? Have you checked that out? I haven't actually checked that out. That might be um, a good little thing to check out later on. Born and, uh, born on the same day as uh, Rylan, but, you know, my mate Rylan. Oh, oh yeah. mate. Oh, you should have told... What time was she born? At... 21-21, Wow, I would have um, I would have told you, Mrs. Danny Cat, that I'm trying to hold it in for a couple more hours <laughs> to <laughs> but, avoid um, his birthday. No, but that's awesome, mate. Congratulations! And what's it what's it like being um, the only dad on the podcast? Yeah, no, nah, it's good. Um, kind of the only dad out of a lot of the greater majority of my mates too. So it's very uncharted territory, but we're we're loving it. Um, my partner and I. What's it like? Is it is it is it different to when you weren't a dad? Because I I can't even look after myself, so if I, <laughs> I don't know if I um, if I ever did have a kid, and God love the the partner I ever end up with. If <laughs> I do end up with one, but um, and that's something we might have to look at in later episodes to try and find me a missus. But um, yeah, they, I I can't even look after myself. So to think of a little Dan running around, well, what's it like <laughs> having a little Cam- little Miss Campbell Campbell Scott? Um, yeah, it's not too bad. It ha- sort of, I suppose you could say it hasn't really kicked in because I'm on um, the paid paternity leave at the moment, which is unreal that the government sort oh, of sets up with that. Yeah. Um, so probably once I go back to work, um, it'll it'll sort of hit a bit closer to home. But it's definitely a, an awesome experience, and I'm loving every minute of it. And what's this? I heard you you two weeks maternity leave. And you've been you played eighteen um, eighteen holes of golf today. You're recording this podcast with me today, and you keep on asking if I want to go for a beer or something like that. Or well, if you spend any time with your daughter, actually, yeah, mate, every waking moment. So it, well, she sleeps seventy five percent of the time, so I can sneak away every now and then, surely. Yeah, well, I sleep about sixty five percent of the day, so I mean, uh, got a lot, lot, of, lot in common. And I thought it was pretty funny. You sent me a video uh, on Friday, and it was um, you had your little girl. Uh, on oh, your yeah. on your lap, she was a, she was I, I don't know she was napping or I would as well watching the Parramatta Eels <laughs> playing, but it was the first game of rugby league football that your daughters watch. And it was the Parramatta Eels getting dusted by the Canberra Raiders, the milk the milkmen twelve ten. You talk us talk me through that. Yeah, that was awesome. We were up at the up at the hospital there, and my missus was just having a shower or something, so I was holding Elodie. Um, and the footy, I flicked the footy on on the TV up there, and I was Snapchatting that all to all my mates, especially. Um, my good mate DJ Serica, he's a massive supporter of the Parramatta Eels and always has been. Sorry, and, to, he, sorry to hear, DJ. Yeah, and I actually, I, I've actually got a bet with him. If um, if Parramatta win the comp this year, <laughs> yeah, good that, joke. Yeah, I know, yeah, good yeah. joke. Um, yeah, so if Parra win the comp this year, um, I have to force Elodie to go for the Eels. And I, I reckon I'm pretty I'm pretty safe odds because I told him that the sun will blow up before the Eels win the Premiership. And who do you, who do you support anyway? Like, cause you don't even really have a favourite team, do you? Nah, don't don't really. I'm an, I mean I'm a Knights member and have been since I moved up here, but I'm just pro rugby league, you know. Um, rugby league's the real winner. That's right, <laughs> mate. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely show my support for the game. I went up to Magic Ground this year up there in Brisbane. So don't let that uh, be the, for the faint at heart. Campbell is an absolute rugby league tragic. Give me your best, uh, Vossie. <laughs> Mate, what do you want to hear? Something from the PS2 game. Yeah, st- hey, straight over the hey diddle diddle and adds the two. <laughs> straight down the hey diddle diddle. Yeah, so he, he's an absolute rug- rugby league uh, tragic like myself. So just because I'm an absolute Knights diehard, don't think Campbell has no idea about rugby league. He probably he's probably knows just as I got I got no idea about rugby league. I like to pretend. <laughs> I feel like if you just talk and talk and talk and not let anyone else speak, then people think you have an idea, but I actually don't. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, now that's a fair assumption, especially coming from you. It's good to hear that. Yeah, so <laughs> basically, guys, like I said, Campbell, going to be my caddy, my co-host for future episodes going in the future. Um, Campbell, to put you on the spot here, uh, just so people get a little bit of uh, knowledge about you, if there's going to be a movie actor, there's going to be a movie on your life, and there's going to be someone, an actor that's going to star as you, who would that be? Oh, that's easy. That's got to be McConaughey. McConaughey. I love the man. Yeah, I, I've right just right. recently read his book and um, yeah, it's a real interesting read. Like he's quite a quirky sort of guy. Um, recommend it for anyone out there looking to get into a good book. No, I love that. That's um, that's not the answer I was thinking. I was thinking more like an Adam Sandler or something like that. Adam Sandler, hey, Happy yeah. Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, well, speaking of the caddy, yeah, Happy Gilmore and... I thought um, Adam Sandler might have been the, the <laughs> in his younger days. I know I feel a couple of bit of resemblance of the haircut and the yeah. bit of the witty witty nature in that. Yeah, I, he he actually doesn't have a ratty though. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I know. If you can look at the camera, show everyone your rat's tail. That is that is that is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, talk I was us actually, through that. How did that come about? Oh uh, well, you know, I had I had hair, sort of real long hair, for ages, and then um, I sort of always g'd up my girlfriend and said when I cut my hair that I'd shave it and leave a rat's tail and I one day I just went home from work and saw my man Harry Van Dartle and said let's do it and right before he did it he said are you sure you really want to do this and uh with a shake of my head no I said yes and here we are but funny story I was actually swimming laps up at Charlestown pool yesterday and some kids from Wirrapung Public were up there. <laughs> Shout out to Wirrapung Public. Yeah, oh no, these these boys are big listeners of the show too. They, <laughs> oh, they, they are. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I was swimming laps and sort of having a bit of a yarn. They were in some sort of school funded um, swim swimming lesson up there, and they were just sort of being cheeky in between laps and this and that, and saying asking me if I was a professional swimmer and this and that, and I was like, oh no, nah, no, nah, you boys, and and then I was about to get out of the pool. A couple of minutes later, and the one of the little fellas said, oh, he goes, you got a rat's tail? <laughs> I said, yeah, mate. And he goes, show me, bro. And I turned around, and he goes, that's mad. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And uh, that's the type of generation that are going to be coming through in the next 10, 20 years. So the, the return of the rat's tail might be back. Just like the mullet's back at the moment, although a lot of people got the mullet. I'm starting to, I don't know, try and grow something at the back. But... Um, yeah, but look, you, you you can say that you brought the rat's tail back in. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing to claim, <laughs> but um, we can see what happens. Well, mate, I'm a shepherd, not a sheep. So <laughs> look out for more ratties. Well, I'm an absolute sheep. I'll just copy what everyone else does. But anyway, <laughs> uh, let's get on with the podcast and uh, we'll take it from there. Right, our first segment of the season deuce of What's New in the Castle, Campbell. Um, there's actually a bit of an event going on on our TV screens at the moment. Have you ever heard of the event called the Oli- the Olympics? I have, mate. It's it's come across my radar. What how many? Um, four times in my life. Ninety six no, Atlanta. Five times. Yeah, ninety six Atlanta, Sydney two thousand, Athens oh four, Beijing oh yep. eight, London twenty twelve, Rio twenty sixteen, and now Tokyo twenty twenty one. Spot on. Obviously, because of the uh, COVID situation, it was meant to be last year, but um, they've done a good job to get it back and um, I'm actually loving it on TV like every year I just sit down and watch it because it's sports that don't really necessarily get the TV time as what they usually would and yeah. uh, what have you been loving watching at the moment I've been loving watching the um, our swimmers the buddy the Aussie Dolphins get in the water and um, absolutely win some gold and some other bronze and silver medals for Australia it's absolutely outstanding yeah I haven't um, I honestly haven't sort of sat down and watched a huge amount of the Olympics over my lifetime but I, obviously being on paid paternity leave at the moment minding a 
seven-day-old baby. I've been I've been getting quite a lot of the free-to-air Olympic television in. It's actually been good to watch. Um, uh, the one of the events I was watching, I was watching the surfing yesterday. A uh, bit of the bit of the uh, BMX. Oh, mate, that, that's a tough sport, oh, isn't is it? Is it downhill mountain biking? Or oh, yeah, I, 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 it was muddy. It was get, it was yeah, muddy. It, yeah, was, it looked humid as. Yeah, and they, my quadriceps, my quadriceps were like. They were burning just watching them, and it was it was honestly I could not believe. Like, imagine doing this, doing that every single day of your life. Yeah, no, it's um, it's quite like, and that's what um, Joe Rogan. I don't know whether you listen to his podcast, but someone was saying that he his take on the Olympics was that it was sort of unfairly rorted to those sorts of sports that they train for four years and don't have a huge um, pay package out of it. If you get what I mean, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. So, well, what's your thoughts on bringing like? Like your typical normal sports, like your rugby and your basketball, golf, etc., surfing. What do you think? What are your thoughts on bringing those sports to the, uh, the Olympics? Yeah, I kind of don't mind it. I mean, it's um, it's always changing. There's always sports being added. Um, I, I can't from memory think of a sport that's been removed from the Olympics. But yeah, it's a great spectacle, and I'm sure a lot, of, like every single athlete that's there, would definitely relish the chance to participate in the olympics so i've got good. i've got mates out there shout out to sam dorman but he's blowing up going oh i'm a traditionalist they should have uh, they shouldn't have this event on this event on i'm like, more sport the better i say i was like what do you want him to do buddy running around naked like the ancient uh, ancient greek times where they um did in the starkers and yeah. uh had their all junk running around actually it wouldn't have been all, would have been all right if matt shervington was running around the lunch the box. oh man imagine him, he's doing some <laughs> awesome commentary on channel seven at the moment imagine him running around in the starkers back in the uh the ancient Greek times. That'd be outstanding television. The bait and tackle would be all over the shop. Oh, passing the baton. <laughs> Talk about passing the baton. So with the Olympics going back on at the moment, we thought it could be good to tie in with one of our segments where we grab either a topic or an event or movies, TV shows, other sports, and we're going to say our starting 13 rugby league sides. And this week, we're going to do Olympic events... Or Olympic, what would you call them? Olympic, Olympic, fucking sports. <laughs> Olympic. <laughs> oh God, that's why I got the caddy here before me to uh, start us off. So Campbell, I might get you to pass me the driver, and I might start up with my team if you don't mind. Go right ahead, mate. Go right ahead. So basically, what we're going to do, I've got a list of thirteen sports or events or uh, what do you call them? There's a couple of surprises in there. They're not really events, but they time you the Olympics, and yep. I think they fit in right away. Well. Um, at fullback, I've got the beach volleyball. And yeah, the reason right. I've got the beach volleyball, athletic bodies. And uh, like I say, beach volleyball is probably one of my favourite sports to watch. I reckon if <laughs> I could get not for the reasons why you think, mate. And uh, I reckon if I was going to go to the Olympics, beach volleyball would be my sport. Oh, yeah, you yeah, reckon? Yeah, like the athletic, uh, they're good under the high ball. And they're real good with passing to their teammates, setting it up. So that's what I want in my team. I want a fullback that's good with their passing, good with their setting up, athletic body, good under the high ball. You know, just to around the park and I feel like they'd be a good fit yeah I'll back every one of those statements except um, the fact that you reckon you'd be good at it. <laughs> look I'm not, like, this is this show you said like, the self-proclaimed so I'm saying this is a self-proclaimed <laughs> if all you listeners out there think that I should uh, qualify for the, the uh, next Olympics where's the next Olympics at is that in uh, uh, Paris Paris that's right 2024 Paris. 
Harris, and then it's uh, somewhere in the States, Yanks. Uh, it's Los Angeles. And Los then Angeles and then Brisbane. Anastasia brought it home, baby. Oh, Anastasia. Oh, heck, what was that video? She's a piece of work. Oh, mate. mate <laughs> we won't even get into politics on this podcast because we have no idea what the fuck <laughs> we're talking about. Now, Dan, back to you on the pick and swing. <laughs> so on the wing, first wing, I've got the hundred obvious one, 100-meter sprint, speed out wide, can't really go past that. I feel like that would be good in the wing. Uh, in my centers... I've got the 200 meter freestyle. So they're going to be running straight lines out wide. They're uh, good to hold their position. Like I said, it's a bit of a sprint, bit of a endurance lactic acid. So like I said, they're going to hold their line out wide and uh, hold their position in defense. And I feel like they're going to be a real comfortable uh, live, well not liability. What's the opposite to liability? Oh, mate. Putting you on the spot again. You are. Jesus. Put the cat in the Anyway, 200 meter freestyle. They're my first center. And my other centre is the handball. You know the handball where they... Oh, the European handball. European, European yeah. handball. They're my other centre. Can hold the ball with one hand, which I think is a good little trait to have. So switching from left to right hand. It depends if they want to go and use the left hand for a palm or right hand for a palm. Don't mind that. Um, remember the Matt Gidley, Kirk Gidley's brother. The Matt Gidley flick <laughs> out one it. hand. Can you imagine that? Handball. I feel like Matt Gidley <laughs> would be an outstanding handball. And I feel like just the one-handed flick out the back... That's why I've got handball in my sentence. Mate, he used to carry the Steedon like it was a little European handball Imagine too. the handballer flick pass at the back to the 100-meter sprint. You'd love to see it. Oh, mate. that's oh, All blood's going to the right places there, Campbell. <laughs> and uh, on the other sting, on the wing, I've got the diving, like the diving slash springboard diving where they jump off the thing. So why I've, why I've got diving, they've got the ability to jump higher. Well, they've already got a head start because they're yeah. already 10 meters up in the air. Um, and they can contest with some crossfield kicks, a bit of like Israel Folau, Daniel Tupo vibes. I'm getting Xavier Coates kick out wide because they're taller, jump up, going under the high ball. I'm happy with that selection, mate. That's my back five, and this is where I go into my halves. I've got table tennis as my six. Table tennis. Table tennis. So I need a five eight with the ability to put pressure on. Uh, so, sorry, I need a five eight that's able to take pressure off my half. So the ability to hit the ball into different parts of the field. So kicking game, hitting the ball in different parts of the field. You know, they've got that curve on them. Yeah, and they're right, real mate. good with their just strategic parts of the, on the field. So Well, I don't know how they'd go defending a third man in, but um, onwards and upwards, I say. But that's the thing. You've got to rely on the, on the bigger, blokes, bigger bodies around him and outside. And the communication's uh, really strong in that when it brings you to my half in the second. But yeah, table tennis. Yeah, little, little kicks in there. Just curve them around. Plenty of spin on the ball, consistency, I feel like. So they can get into that rally. They can get really into that grind and win out like a Jack Wrighton type operator. You, do you believe on that? Yeah, I'll, I'll back you there. I, <laughs> I still don't know how they'd go defending it at third, man. <laughs> and uh, in my half, this one, and, and they're, they're, the halves, they're my skipper as well as my captain. Pretty obvious. Rugby seven. Selects itself. Yeah, self-explanatory, this one. Skills for footy. Uh, bread and butter. Uh, can lead my side going forward in the future, and they're my captain, the Rugby Sevens. And uh, we got beat by Fiji actually yeah, yesterday, but uh, I'm not sure if we're still in the quarterfinals or not. Yeah, I think um, I don't know whether they already have or they are yet to play South Africa. Yeah, okay. Well, um, good luck to the Rugby Sevens. Anyway, I think the females kick off tomorrow. Who you got there in the, the bookend? In the pig. So the two front rowers. I've got boxing. So they're tough, aggressive, leading the pack, obviously. And the other front rower, shot put. I feel like the big body shot putter, they can truck the ball out of anywhere in their own half and get us out of a bit of trouble. Nice. So they're my two bookends. And in the dummy half, I've got shooting. So you know the shooters? Shooting. Yeah, yeah so right, eh? this is this is the reason why I've got shooting in d- dummy half. 
I need someone with good service, hitting targets, strong passes to the halves. But I don't want him too strong because I don't want him to get shot. <laughs> so just some good, nice passing from the shooter. Good service. I feel like the, the table tennis and the uh, rugby sevens can really uh, adapt to that on the field. What's your thoughts on the uh, on the uh, what was it, the dummy half? No, that's a very unique selection, mate. I uh, fully support it, and it's a very good explanation. And the back <laughs> of the scrum would be second rolls. The first one, a long jump. Good on their feet. Timing is everything. Hit the line at pace. So, you know, that burst speed of energy. We've got a little bit of a shuffle when we're talking about that jump. So, they need to be little short, fast, shaped feet. So, I really feel like one of the long jumpers is a good second rower. I don't mind and, that. And my, and my other second rower is the Olympic beds made out of cardboard. Hey? <laughs> you, you know they have the beds that the Olympics are made out of? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah, they're the, yeah, anti, the, the anti-sex beds. So I've got the anti-sex <laughs> beds made out of cardboard as my other back rower. And this is why. So, anyone that tries to put their body on it, it's just going to break, break in half. So every time they go and try and tackle it, they're just going to break through. And that's why it's either going to be a one-on-one tackle, if not, more people in it, he thrives off that. And the more people in the tackle, they're just going to break through it. I don't mind that. That's a very niche selection, but I'll cop it. So two more two more involved in the play, it's going to be a risky situation, you know what I mean? So uh, I feel like the only thing is, in defence, he could be a bit of a liability, but I feel he just needs to have trust on his inside man of the boxer and the shot putter to, you know, so the ball doesn't go that far out wide. Yeah, so the anti-sex bed in my... <laughs> well, hopefully the anti-sex bed and the table tennis player aren't on the same edge. <laughs> yeah, exactly, 100%. And 13, locking the scrum. This bloke will... It's actually a bloke and a horse. I've got equestrian. Oh, wow. And the reason why I've got the equestrian is because I don't know the guy's name, but he got done testing positive for the Colombian sugar the other day. He was two days out before the, his event. He an got, athlete. He, an athlete, and he rides a horse. So in I don't the know, village. I don't know why he got... Uh, apparently, oh. it was two days before he went into the village. So, obviously, they're not, they're not getting tested, and he thought he'd be sweet. What nationality was he, Colombian? He was Australian. Oh. And so, he's got caught on the white powder, which I don't... I don't know what white powder is out there. So, oh, good <laughs> yeah, and, I'm the uh, devil's dangerous. Yeah, so that the reason why I've put him in my team, I feel like he's been hard done by, but <laughs> we need someone, we need 13 who can party. So we're not just thinking on the field stuff, we're thinking off the field. We need a person who's going to go out there and rip and tear on and off the field. And a bit of a Scotty Matthews type character, you know what I mean? <laughs> Locking the scrum, you can have a good time. He rips in on the field and off the field. Oh, let's go, let's go, baby. What the do you rat- think of the 13? Yeah, I don't mind that. Bit of a rat bag selection. Yeah, so... We'll be enjoying ourselves off the field with the 13. And that's my uh, 13 Rugby League Olympic events. So, uh, Campbell... Uh, pass you, the Shervington over to me, I'm gonna I pass, I'm going to pass the, pass the Shervington over you. And hopefully you uh, don't run on liabilities in defence of the table tennis and the sex bed. <laughs> Rightio, running through my Olympic first 13. Uh, and I have included a little bit of trivia throughout my lineup. So, stand by. At fullback, I've actually got Marathon Swimming, which is a 10-kilometer swim event. I don't know whether you've heard of this, Dan, but... Oh, I have, I have. It's, it was first included in the Olympics at Beijing in 2008, and my selection is justified by a need for a combination of high endurance with a massive engine and a really strong build. I like that, and saying that, the fullback is just taken over as one of the most important positions on the footy field, and... A new event in 2008. I kind of feel like that fits there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, On to the pick and swing. I've got, in the two, I've got the high jumper. Like that. And number five, basketball. Both uh, both selections I'm going for a point of difference in the air. Um, The basketball is going to be great with the ball. And um, 
yeah, just just genuine athletes. Uh, the high jumpers, I, I don't think they'd get up to as high speeds as the long jumpers, but they'd still be certainly very powerful athletes. I don't mind the crossfield kicking option there, but I think I've got you for pace in those back three. <laughs> Moving on to the wing three quarters, the centres. Uh, a very unique selection here at number three for mine. It's judo. Yes, yes, of course. I yeah. was watching a bit of the judo last night, and I didn't actually realise how technical the sport was. Yeah, it's one of those sports where I chucked on and kind of switched the channels straight away. Was a bit... Well, I was I was watching it, and the, the the coverage is actually doing a really good job of explaining the sport as it's sort of aired. Like, I was watching the surfing and learnt quite a bit about that, but when I was watching the judo, I didn't actually realise how, um, how much technology was involved with that sport. So... The the participants wear sensors in their headgears. Yep, that's right. And yep. their chest was it, pads. Was it Taekwondo or Judo? Judo. Judo. I, I believe. I was and, watching um, the Taekwondo and they had the same thing. They had the, the points for a spinning head kick. Oh, no. Well, it must have been Taekwondo. It's Taekwondo. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm changing my selection to Taekwondo. Yeah, and um, points differ if it's a spin kick and this and that. But it's all... I, I kind of like the fact that it um, brings a bit of technology to, front, to the front. So... That's my justification for judo. Technically good, and uh, especially one-on-one. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Moving on, uh, my other centre wing three-quarter is a water polo player. Yeah, love that. Love Great, that. Great with option. the ball, plenty of power up top, and a gut load of endurance in the legs. I feel like it's very similar to the handballer, but you've got the endurance there, which I feel like just picks over the handballer in my centre. But that could, that'd be a great matchup. Um, moving on to the six and seven, uh, I've got surfing in the six, the five eight. It's this is much like your lock selection. It's going to be the court jester of the side. <laughs> um, shout out to Owen Wright. He took home bronze yesterday. Yeah, that was it. That was great, and um, especially what he's been through over the last few years. Yeah, and... I was only doing a little bit of reading into that. That's quite um, remarkable. His comeback. He had a similar injury to Michael Schumacher. He did. I believe. Yeah, he did. But for him to come back. Is um, unbelievable. So he's your five eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then moving on uh, again, the seven selects itself. Rugby sevens, obvious choice. And my ideal selection would definitely be Charlotte Caslick. Oh, absolutely. You can't go past hundred percent. Is she going to be your skipper of the side? Yeah, I guess so. So I, I didn't actually have a skipper set down, but yeah, she selects herself. God, that's a good rivalry in the sevens. Two <laughs> opposition rugby sevens players going up against each other. Well. It's pretty pretty even uh, size at the moment. Let's take it into your pigs in the uh, in the middle and see uh, see where we go there. Well, it's even so far, and it's going to remain even while I announce my bookends. I've got shot put and boxing, exact same as yourself. Oh, but mate, that's outstanding. My justification for the shot putter would be he's not an endurance athlete, but has a game built for short spurts, short spurts of pure power and aggression. I feel like you're talking about me there, Campbell. Oh, come off it. Uh, in the the boxing athlete, similar to the prop. Uh, short spurts of pure aggression and power. And uh, boxing, actually, a bit of trivia for you. First appeared at the Olympics in 1904, but did not feature in Stockholm in Sweden in 1912 because it was banned. Yeah, really? Yeah. I did not know that. But, and then um, um, I didn't feel like it was, boxing was an uh, Olympic sport for that long. Was it the same point system? or? I'm not 100% sure, but another bit of trivia for you was the first female boxing event was held in London in 2012. So it took them nearly 100, or over 100 years, sorry, to get females out there. Well, I think that's um, it's a great watch on TV. I was watching the Aussie who just got beat against the Spaniards before, I believe, and uh, they interviewed him after the game, and it was, he was, after the match, sorry, and he was 
heartbreak and he didn't want to give the interviewers anything. So you've got the same as me, shot put and boxing in the front row. Yep, moving on to the back rowers. I've gone, uh, in the 11, I've gone a rower. You want me roll? Yeah, like like that. Yeah, a rangy built athlete with uh, shoulders strictly made for defence. Absolutely, I like that roller. I feel like roller could even injuries go out wide like an Angus Crichton can go and play in the centre position. <laughs> yeah, that's right, definitely. Um, and my other back rower was the weightlifter. Oh, righto. Yeah, he was going to be in my front row, but um, felt like too many too many weights too many injuries I believe feel like you'd be a bit of injury prone like a Brendan Simpson you're preaching to the choir here mate I've, <laughs> I've been playing for South for four years and have probably fielded myself about 25 times <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and who's it who's at the lock um I've gone for a very very niche selection here at lock you're gonna love this mate I've gone for the modern pentathlete yeah love that yeah that's great yeah this selection um bit of an all-rounder if you will. Bit of a Connor Watson, Matt, Matt Waltzing Matilda. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, for those who don't actually know what's involved in the pentathlon, there's fencing, swimming, show jumping, shooting, and running. And it's a modern modification of the ancient Olympic Games, but they were... The event was designed for military personnel. Yeah, right. Way back when. It's a bit of a wide, diverse range of um, events there. Oh, um, it is, mate. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're locking your scrum against against my bloke who just loves to um, party. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was the dummy half, sorry? Oh, sorry, I actually skipped that. Yeah. That's who I want to know. I want to know who, who's, who's feeding the ball. This might be a point of difference. I went for a very high-endurance athlete who will be able to produce major minutes with a respectable level of output. Can you guess it? 800. Ooh, close but no cigar. I've gone for the triathlete. Yeah, okay. So 1,500-metre swim, 40-kilometre bike, and the 10K run. Okay, a bit of an endurance runner, uh, but can they pass the ball? That's the thing. They're, they got hands like tits or they got. Like, they can actually feed the ball. Like <laughs> Mate, my shoe. He, he might have hands like a digital clock. Who knows? Well, there you go, guys. That's our uh, uh, Dan and Campbell's uh, Olympic 13. Let us know who you think would win. We'll have to do a poll on an Instagram story later in the week. And, Surely. Um, but that would actually be uh, one of the greatest matchups in history. I don't know how we're <laughs> going to do it all technology and let us do it. But uh, um, so I was quite impressed with your team. Probably a few uh, critiques in that I could do. What's your thoughts on my side? Yeah, not too bad. But I reckon my boys will get the Johnny Cash. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, that's our starting thirteen for the Olympics. We'll definitely be bringing that back. That was a lot of fun. And Campbell, next club will be under the next one. And our last segment of. Season Deuce episode one of the What's New in the Castle podcast. Uh, it's a new segment. It's called Set of Six with Dan. Um, we've been. This is the reason why I've had six months off the podcast game. We've been trying to think of a name for this segment, and uh, we've, <laughs> <laughs> we've come up with Set of Six with Dan. It, how do you think of that one, Campbell? Was it your idea or my idea? It was definitely your idea, and it's been six months well spent. <laughs> <laughs> we've spent. Numerous uh, amounts of money on our budget, and we finally come up with it, and I'm pretty pretty happy with the outcome anyway. So now it's just... a set of six with Dan, and what it's going to be about is we're going to choose a topic, your favourite uh, something something. It could be food, could be beer, could be athletes, could be movies, could be TV shows, could be podcasts, could be dog breeds, <laughs> could be celebrity crushes. You name it, could be absolutely anything you can think of, and. Actually, it's called Set of Six with Dan, but you're only going to name five because fifth tackles last. So fifth and last are going to be your thing. So if you think we're doing six, we're only doing five. So don't let that confuse you in future episodes. <laughs> but this week, Campbell, we're going to do 
top, uh, sorry, set of six with Dan, favourite pubs in Newcastle. And Newcastle's got a thousands of pubs out there where you can enjoy a few schooners in the pub feed and have a punt. Uh, when you first moved to Newcastle, go and record, or not comparing to pubs in a country way like Bathurst and that, it was a bit different, but what was your thoughts on pubs in Newcastle? Yeah, I couldn't. I honestly couldn't believe how many bloody schooner holes there were in Newcastle. It's quite astounding, actually. But Each you can suburb. definitely you can definitely tell it's a uh, a mining town built on hard work and cooling off in the Arvo with a nice cold schooner. Absolutely. So, first tackle, first pub. Let's go, mate. My uh, first tackle is going to be the General Roberts Hotel in New Lambton. The GR. I've had a couple of beers there. Yeah, it's a good, nice little schooner hole. Um, run by a guy called Rob, who I actually ran into up at Crescent Head, and he shouted me and all the boys around after he won three and a half grand on Kino. Three and a half on the Kino? I'm not going to say the punt, but say Kino. Nah. And just because he shouted you around, is this why you've got him in your, your set of six? Well, that, and I told him I'd go there the following weekend, and which we did, and I've sort of been going there um, as a precursor to every Knights game. So it's a nice Good location walking, for the Knights game. Great location for the Knights game. It's a nice walking distance from there and does a mean feed. Do do a good feed there. Been there um, one or, once or twice. Um, yeah. Don't know why I don't go back there, but I've got others on my mind. Mate, uh, order, order the chicken burger. Tell them Cambo sent you. <laughs> tell them Cambo, they'll charge you double. <laughs> and uh, second tackle, who we got here, Badge? Mate, I've got the Prince of Merriweather, actually. Yeah, Prince of Merriweather. That'd be my... My set of six if I was doing one. Formerly um, known as the Prince of Wales. Prince of Wales, that's right. Yeah. It's, it's not Prince of Wales anymore, it's Prince nah, of Merriweather. It's, it's the Prince of Merriweather, yeah. That great pub, great pub. Yeah, I uh, love the atmosphere up there on the balcony. Whether it's cooling off in the Arvo or getting right down and dirty in the evening. I don't know if you were here, moved here before. They used to do the big the Sunday session. Oh, they had $5 cruises, what $4 a show. Coronas. Mate, we had, because we played the local footy club, South, and they used to be a sponsor. So we used to go back to the South Leeds Club, God's Waiting Room, and then go walk around to the Prince of Meriwether. And you'd be home, you'd close at 10 o'clock, and you can either go to King Street any given Sunday after, or you could go home. But, mate, the amount of cruises and kroners, double blacks, we used to pound into our bodies. Work next day was not a treat to go to. So shout out to the Prince. Bring back your Sunday sessions. Yeah, I reckon there would have been a fair few sickies on a Monday. Right, and what have we got for third tackle? Third tackle, I got the zoo, the Burwood Inn, home oh. of the Merriweather Carlton Greens. That's that's my number one pub in Newcastle. Really? Yeah. Oh, Tony, Tony Dart. Uh, sorry, yeah, Tony who runs the runs the pub there. He's a, a outstanding publican. He's done a really good job to. Uh, Bring a bit of atmosphere into the pub because years ago when Joey Johns and Brian Carney, Matty Johns all used to drink there, he used to, it was the zoo and for good reason. But now it's you got the nice little dining area at the back. You've got an outstanding tab, tab area, which he's done a great job on. Job on. Uh, why, why did you choose the Burwood at number three? Um, yeah, much the same as yourself. I I enjoy the atmosphere in there. And if you, get, if you sort of get 10 or 15 blokes in there, you can really take over the atmosphere in the joint and... Um, Really set it off, but the also the the bistro in there is real. It, it goes hard. It's go. Oh. This goes really good. And how good is it when they get on a Saturday? They get the little guitarist in the corner, and all the boys after a game of footy were on there ripping and tearing. And it's uh, some really good vibes in there, actually. Yeah, plenty of respect for that. All right, we'll come. We've got a couple of tackles left. Fourth tackle. We'll come to the end of the set, mate. I've got the Green Roof Hotel, actually. Green Roof Hotel, purely off the back of its Anzac Day. 
Okay, yeah, I've never done Anzac Day at the Green Roof. Really? No, I haven't. I've Nilsa done... the Novocastrian's never done a Anzac Day at the Green Roof. No, well, I usually I'm usually a Burwood or a South Merriweather boy. So. Mate, it's brilliant. I've um yeah, I've been in there a couple of times on Anzac Day, and it's it's absolutely remarkable. They open up the car park, and there's there's two up for days down there. Yeah, so the re- like is that mainly the reason because of the, the great show they put on for Anzac Day? Yeah, or? yeah, that's um, fair way of the way there, and then um, yeah, it's a good little watering hole on a Friday, Saturday night. Good stone and wood scanners there, actually. I'll give them that. And but coming up to the last tackle, so <laughs> the referee's put his hand up. It's last tackle. What's he going to do? What's the option going to be? Last tackle, Campbell. Who have we got? Toss up the bomb. This is my favourite pub in Newcastle, and not many people would have it on their radar. It's the Merriweather Bowling Club. The Merriweather Bowling Club, outstanding. Not my top favourite, but it would be up there. Mate, it is slept on. Yeah, I know. And uh, and for those of you out there that think I'm actually talking about the Bale Beach Bolo, I'm not. It's the Merriweather Bowling Club on Caldwell Street in Merriweather. It's actually funny because twelve months, I, sorry, two years ago was the first time I actually even Nobody knew knows it, it exists. I never knew he existed. It's it's. <laughs> I honestly couldn't believe they're going on oh, Merriweather Bowl. I was like, oh yeah, Bale Beach Bolo. Like no, 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 <laughs> Merriweather Bolo when. Good, good price for a beer. I think and it's. Uh, I think it's actually gets lost a bit in between the Bermuda Triangle or the Mary Ellen, the Prince, and the Burwood. Oh, how many pubs are in that area? You got, like I said, Mary Ellen. You got the Burwood. You got the Prince. You got South Leagues Club. You've got just over the hill there. You got the gates. Mary Everbolo. Oh, Adamstown Rose, all in that area. The but, Nags. Um, yeah, the Nags. Except, yeah, the uh, United Sports Club. <laughs> the Rosebuds. Yeah. Oh, ABC. What about that? Yeah, yeah ABC. They're popping up on my radar. Yeah, they, they, they'd be popping up in my set of six for sure. The like, golf you, club? So you're finishing with the Mary of a Bolo. And uh, for fans, you're going on the Mary of a Bolo. It's a nice Sunday. Oh, sorry, Saturday afternoon, three o'clock, couple of tips on. Who, what type of beer are you getting? Mate, no, no doubt in my mind, I'm going straight for the Super Jug. The Super Jug is a 1,700ml jug of beer you can get down there with the members card. Mate, come down with me. I'll, I'll put my members card over the bar for you. $23 for four schooners in a super jug. Hear that, listeners. The first five people to go and follow Campbell Scott and message him, <laughs> he's going to shout you a super jug. That sounds like a great bite of me. Does it count if I unfollow you and follow you back, mate? Yeah, it can, mate. Mate, it'll, sure. be, it'll be the first time you shouted me in a long time anyway. But uh, <laughs> that's our set of six with Dan, and we might wrap up this podcast for the week, Campbell. First one back, season deuce. Mate, you've been an excellent caddy with me today, and I can't wait for the next one. Thanks for joining me on What's New in the Castle. Thanks a lot, mate. Pleasure to be here. And uh, if anyone out there, how can they, if they want to get in contact with you, maybe potential sponsorships or something out there, message yourself on Instagram, or what's the Instagram? Yeah, mate, my Instagram handle is just Campbell Scott. Um, I think... <laughs> How'd you think of that? Yeah, it <laughs> just came naturally, <laughs> actually. That's that's pretty good, yeah. Well, um, that's that's not a bad little uh, plug for yourself. Hopefully, you gain yourself a couple <laughs> more followers, and uh, you can check out some nice little cute photos and videos of your little bub going around and also congratulations again on that thanks brother cheers also guys follow what's new in the castle on instagram subscribe give us a five star rating uh looking for sponsorships as always and yeah i don't know what else to say um don't forget to water your kids and feed your plants that's right and run straight look forward thanks guys (laughs) newcastle have won the grand final